The sad news is there are a lot of music venues that have had to uh, cancel events that are going on or at least return tickets over the holidays because of the reduced capacity limits. We're at 50% now. And a lot of places like Lee's Palace have decided, no, I'm just not going to do it. Just going to close down over the holidays because it's not worth staying open. But if you are a live music lover, then this next segment is for you. I'd like to welcome onto the show Johnny Dovercourt, a musician, artistic director, uh, and he is with the nonprofit organization and concert series Wavelength Music. Um, it's called, he's host of the any night of the week podcast. And we're here to talk about what exactly that podcast can bring to a music lover's life, especially if you're in Toronto. Welcome to the show, Johnny. How you doing, Kelly? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So I have to ask you this, is Johnny Dovercourt your real name or is it a moniker? <laughs> I can't tell you that, but okay. I used to, well, I'm going to go used... with the latter. Yeah. I used to live on Dovercourt road and it was just a, you know, like a, I'm a punk rock name that stuck uh -huh. after a few years. I think I was your neighbor. I lived on Rush Palm Park Crescent for a while. Oh, that's a great street. I still live yeah. in the I still live in the area. So you obviously, uh, like myself, lived around the corner from the Matador. You probably darkened its doorway once or twice. Um, Certainly, you're a music lover. Uh, how did this any night of the week uh, a walking history of Toronto's music scene originate? How did this idea germinate? Well, the, the podcast is actually an ongoing adaptation of a book I wrote called Any Night of the Week, A DIY History of Toronto Music from 1957 to 2001, which um, was published in March of 2020, which is, you know, as we know, a month that shall now live in infamy and we're feeling a bit of deja vu right now. Um, and I was supposed to have a, a, a launch party scheduled that month at the Horseshoe Tavern. Unfortunately, that was cancelled and had I couldn't do all the traditional book promotion stuff. I couldn't do a book tour, couldn't do in-person speaking events or anything like that. So I start, started looking at new ways to promote it online. I was doing some you know, artist interviews on IG Live and that was really fun. And I got to curate a music, music video series in the UK. But I was one of the most exciting things is I was invited to, to create a podcast based on the book for the Toronto International Festival of Authors last fall of 2020. Mm. So Roland Gulliver, who's the artistic director of, of TIFA, of the Festival of Authors, he was actually from, he's Scottish, he's new to Toronto, he's a big music lover, and he really enjoyed the book because for him it was a great introduction to the music scene here. So there's a real there's a real theme of a, about geography and, and and how that overlaps with history throughout the book. This theme that came out of the book was how different um, music venues that were the center of the sort of most exciting activity in the local music scene moved through different neighborhoods over the years, like starting in uh, Young Street in the 50s to Yorkville in the 60s, Queen West in the 70s and 80s. College Street and Kensington Market area in the 90s and 2000s. So Roland's idea for the podcast uh, was something that I've been thinking about for a while was to do a virtual walking tour. So that's basically how I took I took went from sort of page to to uh, to headphones mm -hmm. by taking people on a yeah a, 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 an imaginary walking tour that you uh, that you can do through these neighborhoods like there's one that the first episode goes all the way up young street and in in the podcast i'm walking you up the street and telling you what um, iconic venues used to be here which ones are still there who played there why it was important are you literally walking when you're recording this or did you uh sit down in the studio and are you walking people up the street um figuratively or are you it's definitely more there doing it 
It was more figurative. I watched, I did all the walking in order to do the research and plotting out how the script, um, but the actual recording was done in, in, a, in a friend's basement studio, very DIY, just like the, 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 the theme of the book. So, you know, you, it's, uh, there would have uh, would have been some audio challenges to do it as a live walking tour, but you can do it. And, and some people have done it. Um, have uh, last year, a few people told me they they followed it and they and they they found it was a really amazing experience to 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 look beyond just the the maybe empty storefronts or you know the 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 ghosts of past spaces and imagine what was happening there. You know, twenty thirty rock 40, and roll 50. heaven. Yeah, rock and roll heaven. The gas yeah, works. Yeah, there's some there's 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 some places for you know for people with uh, memories of feathered heart feathered hair and pointy guitars for sure. Well, clearly, I have those memories. So I mean, <laughs> this is this the city is in constant development, never uh, more so than right now. So you know, a lot of those places I well, both those places I just mentioned, gone. They're not mm-hmm. in existence. So when you're trying to do a musical walking tour of Toronto. And we're seeing that with constant development, that a lot of these places could be literally be leveled. How do you handle mm-hmm. that? Well, you know what's amazing is that in the uh, in the early, a lot of the places from the early days of the book, from the Yorkville and Young Street area, sort of pre mid seventies, a lot of those places are just wiped away. And the Yorkville music scene, there's just like nothing left of it besides some historical plaques. But once the Queen Street scene came along, a lot of these venues did stay put. And there are some spaces that have been there for uh, over 40 years and are going strong, like the Horseshoe, the Rivoli, the Cameron House, the Rex Hotel. Um, And that's actually, you know, even though there's maybe a perception that there's venues are definitely under threat from gentrification and development pressures, but there's been a lot of um, spaces that have really, really been resilient and really um, stayed true to their mission of supporting local music and supporting original music. And uh, that was actually one of the, you know, the sort of heartwarming stories is that a lot of these, you know, those, there is lots of tragedies and lots of, you know, spaces that close unexpectedly. Um, There have been some people, a lot of survivors and, and during COVID that's been really the case. It's been amazing to see um, the community and the government rally around uh, these spaces and recognize their importance and, 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 and do, what, do what's needed to do to keep them alive. It's interesting because as you listed off some of those venues there, I'm sure I'm not the only one that did this. I'm sure other people are listening right now and thought, yeah, I was there too. It, uh, like I, I could, you cut too with each uh, name of venue you, you listed. Uh, you cut to me sitting on a bar stool or, you know, standing on the dance floor watching a band or, you know, sitting with my friends at a table enjoying live music in the city of Toronto. Um, what's the weirdest thing you learned about a Toronto music scene that you pass on? Uh, I think the weirdest thing is that um, the music industry didn't really support the local music scene until until about the 90s. Like it was really it was really the artists had to do it themselves. And that's sort of the theme of the book was this this theme of, of self-survival and self-reliance that, that, that came out of it. Um, so that's like that's the real message of the book and of the of the podcast, and I think it's really it really resonates now is the fact that um, you know we we you know we're all in this together, but artists mm-hmm. have to you know have to do a lot to take care of themselves to uh, to to have careers and to and to succeed and to survive in a city as expensive as Toronto. But hasn't that always been the case? I mean, you look back at uh, New York's uh, music scene; it's always been the artists that have been putting that scene together. And even today, when we're looking at uh, the Toronto music scene, you see Drake opening up clubs. It's he just the artists have more money now. 
Yeah, exactly. I mean, there used to be more uh, cities like New York and London had more uh, sort of creative record labels that would take risks on uh, mm-hmm. unknown artists. That didn't really happen here in Toronto until the until after the two thousands. Like Drake being a great example with OVO and you know, Arts and Crafts, which is a broken social scenes label. You know, like uh, record labels that had some mm-hmm. muscle that were really focused on 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 championing homegrown talent. Right, Six Shooter, the like. Let's talk about great very example. quickly. When you talk about venues and and music venues in the city of Toronto, I want to get a little nugget from you to get people onto your podcast and interested in your podcast. Um, what are you running down? The history of the venue, interesting things that happened in the venue, uh, artists that played the venue. Give us a story from one of those venues that uh, we probably have no idea about, though that we've you know seen many of our musical heroes in the venue. Well, what's interesting sometimes is the is the venues that are gone, the spaces that are still there that used to be a venue, and uh, that you might just sort of see in your in your day to day travels. And one is in the in the first episode of the of the new run of podcast. There's a, a second season of the Any Night of the Week podcast that just launched. In the first episode of the of the new season, I go beyond the traditional downtown core where you think of being all the venues is being located and uh, go to the east end of Toronto where there's you know spaces like the Opera House and the Danforth would be two of the bigger known ones but then there's this there's this amazing beautiful building out of Danforth and Greenwood uh, that was called the Allenby Theatre that's now a Circle K it's now a um, like a gas station in Tim Hortons and um, this uh, this was an, an antique vintage theater, sort of, you know, early mid 20th century theater, that in the 1970s became one of the birthplaces for for punk rock in Toronto. And Gary Topp took it over in 1972 and renamed it the original 99 cent Roxy Theater. And uh, he was, and he started booking, he he was showing sort of cult films like John Waters and Rocky Horror and that kind of stuff. And he started booking live bands on the stage. Um, People like Rough Trade and Nash the Slash got their start there in the mid seventies. So it's amazing to me to walk past this space that's now, you know, a gas station or a coffee shop and and think that it has this amazing countercultural history going back many, many years. It's a great thing to do, especially now that we know that things are going to be pulling back even more. We're getting some some uh, news on more restrictions. So uh, any night of the week, you can pop your headphones on and listen to one of your walking history tours of uh, Toronto music, even if you're not in the city of Toronto It'll probably walk you down memory lane. If we've learned anything in the last year, <laughs> is that walking is great for your mental and physical health. So while we can't go to concerts, this is a this is a great substitute and reminder of the importance of live music for one's own well-being and a great distraction from all the you know awful things happening in the world right now. So yes, please do check out any night of the week wherever you wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Johnny, great talking to you and nice meeting you, whatever your real name is. Thank you, Johnny Dovacourt. You're welcome. Great to chat.